Sean is a fresher breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love each and most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? It, it kind of looks like a football, actually. Thank you for that. The stitching, you that, got it. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, stay focused. Um, work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It feels a bomb. It feels a bomb. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Witty Nation, welcome everyone to episode 92 of the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast, the number one self-rated podcast about sports, entertainment, and everything in between. And as always, part of the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Go follow us at Witty Sports 716 on Twitter, on Instagram. And follow everything Built in Buffalo is giving you every single day. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. It's a takeover at Built in Buffalo underscore on Twitter. Give us a follow. Give Built in Buffalo a follow. Check out all the content. Great content. I had the honor of being on the Buffalo Blitz show this past week. So that was great with Peter DiBiase. Great show. But every show is great that Built in Buffalo is giving you. So check everybody out. We are most, of course, I am Matt Greco. He is Tony Ambrose. Tony, what is going on? Nine o'clock, it's Thursday evening. Jordan Steckbot to be eaten. Schedule came out today of when and where the Bills will play. Three preseason games and then they're heading out to La La Land. Alternate reality of Super Bowls of this year's past. Another game Thanksgiving Day. Christmas Eve, we are away. Wear your pervy jersey. Press record so we can say, hey. Witty not funny, it's a sports podcast. Bridging TV movies and the Bills of present past. Heard around the world through YouTube broadcast. Witty, not funny. It's a sports podcast. Matt, what's up? Uh, I hope you recognize the song. That was, I think, one of your best ones. That was very impressive. It was, it was very complex. If I stumbled once or twice <laughs> in there, I'm willing to live with it. I think goes a one or two stumbles is more than okay. That was that seems it's very... live performance, baby. <laughs> it's live, baby. You gotta roll with that. It's live, baby. It's a live performance. Go back As to Cleveland. Says Cleveland. <laughs> heard around the world through YouTube broadcast. For those of our listeners that go in that direction, but of course, Matt, that what, was what was the party. song? That was "Ain't Going Down Till the Sun Comes Up" by Garth Brooks, who it was announced this week is coming <laughs> to Highmark Stadium. So it was oh. apropos for the time. That's why I don't know it because I don't listen to Garth Brooks. I only listen to Chris well, Gaines. Well, well, I can I'm tell you this right guy. now. What's your favorite? What's your favorite Chris Gaines song? Um, all of them. <laughs> Easy. Main they Street. All, they all. Yep. That, that That's one. the way I remember great. it. <laughs> yep. It don't matter to another, the sun. Another banger. Great hit. Yep. Unsigned letter. <laughs> one of my favorites. I know every it was part of my wedding every... vows. <laughs> of course. Well, wait, something from Unsigned Letter was in your wedding vows? The song about a mistress? Oh boy. I know every lyric to every Chris Gaines song, so don't challenge me. I I I did challenge you and you passed with flying colors. Well, that was impressive. Oh, okay. But there you go. You're the bigger Chris Gaines fanatic, I have to admit. Gaines had guilty as charged. <laughs> Heading on down they- to Gainesville. For the Garth Brooks concert, you think we'll get a Gaines appearance, and then you think we'll get a Gaines family appearance, as in Michael Gaines, local legend Jimmy Gaines, EJ Gaines, EJ Gaines. Yeah, there's a lot of like weirdly a lot of Gaineses in the uh, the Bills organization history. Mm-hmm. Maybe the gains that James Cook will get on the field. Lots of gains there. A lot, a lot of gains. Josh's gains. The the gains <laughs> that Josh has gotten with Gabe Davis in the picture yep. a lot of gains there yep looking a little woke i would say a little swole. I, would, I, I would say there's zero likelihood that chris Gaines will make an appearance at highmark stadium well, at the structure we're not going all right i mean you just got a free yeah. ain't going down to the sun comes up clip concert here tonight so you don't even need to if, if Gaines isn't going to be there i'm I'm not either so that, no gains no greco news. no gains no greco that's right that's that's my motto. That was my yearbook quote. No gains, no yeah. record. No gains, <laughs> no record. <laughs> uh, Tony, we got a big week. All the talk this week about the schedule release, where games are being played, when they're being played. We'll get into that a little later because all the leaks and all the rumors and finally came out tonight. So instant reactions to the schedule release and our thoughts. But first, Tony, with all 
the schedule and the new stadium PSL letter that the Bills sent out this week. We we got a lot of Bills to talk about, but first, Tony, it's draft season. Hashtag draft season, SZN. We're starting it up. We did it last year. We're starting it back up this year. We just had the NHL draft lottery with the Sabres getting the ninth and the 16th picks. We had the NFL draft a couple weeks ago. We are fully into like the prime time of sports here with NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs. And we got a lot of draft things to talk about. But Tony, we talked about a couple of episodes ago, a couple podcasts ago, movie props. What movie props would be great for sports? Tony, let's go back and forth draft style with our top movie props and how they would affect sports. What would be great movie prop or TV prop for a sports fan to use? Uh, would you like me to do the honors this time? I would because most of mine are not for sports fans so much as they are for <laughs> sports teams. Okay. So someone that did well. not explain this very specifically. Someone didn't ask Whatever. questions. <laughs> well, sports teams are good too. I want more sports fans, but you could do sports teams. I'll hang up this phone right now. In sport. <laughs> All right, my number one pick. I am, cool. this is a tough one. I have so many written down. I have to go simply the number one movie prop for a sports fan and mainly like before i even get into my list i mainly just equate this to like bills fans <laughs> for some reason like everything fell back and like what bills fans would use or or like or utilize so my number one pick i'm going with the burn book from mean girls <laughs> i think it's every oh. bills fans dream to have a place to jot down a personal journal whatever write down everything every player that is on your hate list i feel like that would be a very cathartic thing for a Bills fan, for any sports fan, for any team, actually. Like, this could this could trickle down into the whole organization. A burn book, as in they had in Mean Girls, just to write down all your thoughts. It's like the whiner line on WGR. It's Kyrie Elam. Kyrie Elam has a giant journal. That, that was his burn book, right? <laughs> when he gave it to Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean in his interview, he's like, this is my burn book. I wrote down all the receivers, their moves, what I did wrong, what I did. Give that to How they did me fan. wrong. Yeah, how they did me wrong, what I learn from i think that would just be a very cathartic experience after every game if a fan just wrote down their thoughts what players they were disappointed with what players stood out or performed well and which ones did not i'm, I'm going with the burn book for me girls all right that's a good pick i think it's a classic pick of course reminiscent of as you said tyre elam's that truly is a burn book it's a book about every receiver who ever did him wrong <laughs> And they're going down. We'll see him in the league because they're that's where he gets his revenge. For He's my first pick. What do you got? Truly is. My first pick, probably more applicable to a roster than to a fan base. But I went with the Urkel Transformation Chamber. Of course, we all remember Steve Urkel invented the Transformation Chamber to make himself cool. You go in the Transformation right. Chamber as Steve Urkel, you come out as Stefan Urkel. What we could do with the Urkel Transformation Chamber with some of these mediocre players. Give right. me an undrafted free agent, stick him in the Transformation Chamber. They're coming out uber talented. Sign me up for that. Give <laughs> what, what, only Hack, what only could have been. Yeah, I was just going to say. Right. Like... Matt, Matt Hack all of a sudden becomes Tom Brady in this deal. This is an obvious... This is an opportunity. Oh, whoa, whoa. Punk God needs to prove himself first. He's not in the punk Bible yet. He's he's riding on hope here. But that's what I'm saying. Stick to some of these guys in the Urkel Transformation Chamber. They come out cool. They come out talented. What we could do, we we don't need all these positional coaches. We just need a Transformation Chamber. Sign me up. And then all of a sudden, Laura Winslow is into it. We have everything we ever wanted. I I can't think of a, a better player that needs the Steven Urkel, Stefan Urkel transformation chamber than Nate Peterman. Can you imagine if Nate Peterman stepped into that transformation chamber and became Josh Allen? (laughs) That's that's probably Nate Peterman's dream. Yeah, Nate Peterman needs this. And then all of a sudden, he's got himself a new team on the Bears. He's about to become Chicago's favorite son. Him and Pat Kane can just hang out and talk about what might have been. What might have been is right. (laughs) Somebody on Twitter, like for some reason, pulled when the Bills announced that Nate Peterman was QB one and they had like a hype video, like a 32nd hype video about Nate Peterman, (laughs) various preseason highlights that did not age well whatsoever. It was like five clip in game highlights. Right. With 
media day like glamour shots if you will of him holding a football right. up to the camera or what you know whatever the it idea was, that someone like walk down memory lane really had to take the time and create this project of nate peterman hype video that's truly like right. that's the ultimate old takes exposed like that is someone like really created art of nate peterman <laughs> right and look at us now <laughs> Look at us now. Anybody get can it, use that or Urke- transformation machine. It's Nate Peterman. That's a great That's sure. idea. Yes. Yeah. He ahead. is the Steve Urkel of the NFL. <laughs> it truly is. I did reference that a few months back with Tage Thompson of the Sabres. How like under uh, Ralph Kruger, he was Steve Urkel. And then under Granado, he was Stefan Urkel. So under Kruger, he was Tage. But under Granado, he's Tajay. <laughs> so I, I get the reference. I, I love the reference. Classic Family Matters episode and in, in reference there. So great pick, Tony. Great number one pick. My number two pick. I'm going through the list here. I think this applies to to any player, uh, any fan, I guess, uh, as well. But I'm going with the uh, the Zoltar machine from Big. If any player or fan could make a wish and have it come true, like who would say no to that? Who could pass that up? You know, Josh Allen just steps right up, puts a quarter in. Zoltar asks him what he wants, and Josh Allen says he wants to win a Super Bowl, and it happened. I mean... I think this is the biggest like few in positive <laughs> movie prop we could or TV prop we could come up with. The Zoltar machine from Big is my second pick. I think that's a solid pick, but the essence of Zoltar is like be careful what you wish for kind of situation. I hope Zoltar sure. doesn't turn it around on us sure. and say like, that it's like that one moment. Like you get you. Josh Allen goes up to the Zoltar machine, wishes he could win a Super Bowl, does win a Super Bowl, but you know maybe I don't know something bad happens to the city or something. I'll take that. Exchange. Josh Allen does win the Josh Allen does win the Super Bowl, but he got injured, so it's really That's it's not... Case Keenum that won the Super Bowl for us, right? Right, but. And he has to live with that get, his whole life. That that one moment, that one positive moment, we're gonna we're gonna enjoy that. I think so. Yes, maybe the after is bad and negative, and maybe wishes it's some. I don't even want to speak it into existence, Tony. Like because you know, the, I don't want the bad thing to happen in real life. So I'm just gonna stick with the positives here. The Zoltar machine, <laughs> and that's making wishes come true. <laughs> cool, love it. If we're talking about making wishes come true, I'm on board because I got a few. <laughs> <laughs> number two pick what do you got um, my number two pick is going to be really useful for fans who are in attendance at games going to be really useful for even players who might be playing in the games if it if the roots offer the certain uh you know if the roots are offered i'm going to go with adjustment bureau hats oh I now like that. Matt, Matt, you've seen list. the Adjustment Bureau? I have, yes. You have or have not? I have, yes. You have seen the Adjustment Bureau. Okay, so you know, you wear the Adjustment Bureau hat, you go through a door that connects to another door that could be anywhere else. Right. So I'm saying, I mean, we've all taken that long walk into the stadium. We've all gone up in insane stairs and ramps and stuff. Just get me into the state. Just get me to my seats. Throw on an Adjustment Bureau <laughs> hat. Have me come out the door of the men's room of the bathroom tower. Boom, I'm there. Sign me up. Now I can get out. You know, <laughs> you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait in that long line for the trough anymore. Like you could just put on the hat and skip oh, right man. to the front. What if one of the hats were what or what if one of the doors that was in play with a hat was a stall door in the bathroom? Oh wow. I'm heading right <laughs> well, to the toilet, be, baby. You gotta be real careful with that. You might you might walk out of that door and into a real rough situation. <laughs> well, I think they know whoever's running the the circuits on these doors. They know. <laughs> they know what's going on. They don't put you in a bad situation. It's the adjustment bureau for crying out loud. So that would be great. Or even I'm thinking like a little teleportation within the game. Go through the home bench, go through the home bench door, come out of the penalty box door. All of a sudden you're jumping around the ice, catching people by surprise. Right. In a hockey game. I mean, this is, I, mean I, I feel like the, the Patriots have already implemented this technology in terms of stealing <laughs> plays. <laughs> like this screams Patriots to me. The Justin Bureau hat where they could teleport around, steal plays unnoticed. Like this... This is a scream in New England Patriots. Unnoticed and and that there's a higher power allowing all this. Right. And I don't mean an existential. I don't mean an existential higher power. I just mean someone who's possibly corrupt and in charge. Now, in in this scenario, is Josh Allen the the Matt Damon role? Is he the one that is bucking the if the Patriots are the adjustment bureau and they're teleporting and cheating away? Like Josh Allen's the one who's trying to rewrite history. 
yeah, rewriting history. Mm-hmm. He's not affected by any of what the Adjustment Bureau is doing. I think Josh Allen is the hero of the story. I think I would have to say, yes, I would I would have to agree with you. Like, it, that does feel about right. If we're going from the way things were, clearly there was kind of a plan. Clearly there was kind of a maybe bias, but some sort of foresight happening by the powers that be like Roger Goodell. And then all of a sudden Josh Allen comes along and has to, and has to say, maybe we can change it and we're going to work really hard to change it and kind of like not give a shit what Goodell says or who the adjustment bureau says. Yeah. I like this. We should send a fedora to Josh Allen. Just kind of see what happens. See if we ever see it again. I like that. I like on that. On TV or whatever. You, you know, he'd yeah. rock it. You know, like, you know, he'd rock it. I think we could send it to a couple people. Dawson Knox. Yeah. Send I, it to I think they would love that. Send it to everyone in the friend group, you know. <laughs> it's me. Everyone in let the Josh around, Allen inner circle. Let it go around the locker room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. All of a sudden, I mean, and I picture, it, I mean, James he wears Cook it, to you wear know. it. Teleport his way to let the him wear it. Sure. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I definitely good, picture it getting worn around the locker room like it's a uh, Marcel Darius with his captain's hat. That kind of thing. Oh, right. Yes. It was like when the uh, the Sabres players were wearing that like big fur coat for like the, the team MVP. Something like that. Oh, yeah. Right. I, I can see it. It's an Dustin yeah. Bureau hat. It could be our version of like the, the Miami Hurricane turnover chain. You oh, get a the, Bureau the hat chain. And you make a play. Yeah. I like That's that. our version. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That's a good one. Like That's it. a good version. Yep. All right. What's your next pick, Matt? Tony, my third pick. I'm between two, but I, I think I got to go because it's just too important. It's just too important to leave off this list. I got to go Sex Panther Cologne from Anchorman. Ooh. <laughs> what, what better way, Tony, to cover up if you're a fan, the stench of hours of tailgating, maybe the stench of regret, then the smell that's illegal in nine countries, made with bits of panther, real panther, and works 60% of the time all the time. Or even if you're a player, maybe you went out the night before. Maybe you are walking in a, a little late and you, you want to hide the aroma of going out the previous night. Sex Panther cologne is, is the way to go, obviously. So I think this works on a lot of levels. So I, again, can't leave it off the list. feel like it's too important. It has too many vibes scenarios that it can play into sex panther cologne from anchorman my number three bay i would say that makes every bit of sense to me it's like all sex panther cologne is doing is it's taking the essence that the bills already have and bottling it <laughs> right that's what i would say like it's clear that this is this is generational destiny that's happening here i think so i think so my mm-hmm. other my other choices if this was like 3a my other 3b choice was the mclovin id from super bad because if you get kicked out of the stadium okay. just pulling out a fake id to get back into the stadium or if you're not that we promote this or anything but if if you're a young bills mafia member and, and you want to partake in festivities the mclovin fake id seen from super bad seems like a uh a good prop to to have in this these scenarios so that was my 3b but sex panther is, is if i were to choose yeah, solid do. 3b you're yeah. ready for it but solid 3b but i think i'm about to get a steal here as i'm going to as i'm going to draft and maybe i'm not allowed to do this but i'm going to draft the, the podcast you're allowed to do anything <laughs> the suite of gadgets on data from the Goonies. Oh, wow. I'm talking, I'm talking basically like, you know, what he has wrapped around his torso of the right. pinchers of power, the boxing glove that comes out on a spring. <laughs> yeah. Those are the only two I remember, but he's got a, I mean, he's he, got a bunch of stuff going on over there. And all he was really, he was really Batman useful. before Batman. <laughs> yeah, he truly was. I mean, he's a child inspector gadget, the oil that comes out of his belt. Yeah. Super useful. I mean, I think that we, you know, we've all been to pro sporting events. They can be dangerous places. You could use a lot of these things in the chaos of the lots and in the chaos of, of our lives. And then uh, also, I think it'd be really helpful for an athlete to have too. I mean, and it would be very like Disney, like, oh, we're going to do these kitschy, gadgety things and try and beat the Iceland team. But but I am drafting. I mean, how, how, how great run. would it be if you had Josh Allen, 75-yard run for a touchdown or looking like he's going for a touchdown. He has one final defender to beat and out pops like a boxing glove from his jersey <laughs> like to knock out that last <laughs> defender to him to, for him to get right. the end zone. That would be fantastic. The final stiff arm. Yes. See, I'm thinking, I was always thinking like more like, all right, you're in the arena in whatever sport you're playing. And it's just like, throw those pinchers of power up to the jumbotron. And you're just like jumping across 20 feet across the ice or field or whatever the venue is in there. But I'm like, yeah, that jumbotron is just made for the pinchers of power. <laughs> At least you're, you're, there suit, pick, you're doing uh, 
At least you didn't Super pick Chuck and his power. Of what prop does shuffle. Chunk have? That's a prop. His gut is a prop. Yes, absolutely. All right. You wouldn't count it? I would not count a 12-year-old belly as a prop. <laughs> Call me old-fashioned. I mean, you are old-fashioned. You're the Chuck Dicker of this podcast. You're old-fashioned. Oh, no. Don't say uh, something like that. <laughs> I can't believe from, we didn't take a prop from Second Strength. Uh, there were many to uh, to go with. but I guess you're right, yeah. Dana was really the OG of superheroes, like Batman with his utility belt, Donatello from Ninja Turtles being kind of the geeky, come up with inventions yeah. kind of guy, Inspector Gadget. Mm-hmm. You can all thank Data for, you know, the inspiration for this stuff, I think. I would say so. I mean, I don't really remember the era, but I do feel like, I mean, Data served an important role pretty early on in that, like, every everything from, like, the 80s and 90s, you needed, like, the same lineup. Like, you needed, like, you needed someone who seemed cool, but, like, for some reason was hanging out with people who were kind of nerdier than him. You needed someone who was, like, a nerd who was, like, building weird gadgets and stuff. You needed a leader who was just basically the tallest person and you needed someone who just wanted to eat pizza all the time. Perfect friend. Yeah, the perfect friend. Perfect friend. So those are our picks. Any honorable mentions? I have a couple here listed. I'll just rattle them off real quick. I have the Ghostbusters ghost trap because if your team is performing poorly or you want to get rid of some ghostly curse or something, you need a Ghostbusters mm. ghost trap. Maybe maybe there's a graveyard next to your stadium. And you that have was a, my first a, thought, the graveyard next to the tw- stadium. A 20-year drought you want to lift the curse from. Get the Ghostbusters ghost trap. Also have the uh, inflatable co-pilot from Airplane. If you're trying to evade security or trick them in some way, mm-hmm. or if, mm-hmm. you're a, if you're a player and you're you don't want to get tackled by like a crazy maniac opposite you trying to take your head off, throw the inflatable co-pilot out there and uh, trick trick everyone. Of course, should have made the list, but it's even too obvious. The, the neuralizer from Men in Black. I mean, for every player who wants to forget a bad game, for every fan who had a bad experience at the stadium or watching their team lose in a very upsetting way, just neuralize them. Get those thoughts out of their heads. Start anew. So I, I think that one was a little too obvious. That's like, who are the best Bills players list? And you put Josh Allen on it because, of course, it's Josh Allen. So, Tony, those are my honorable mentions. Did you have a couple? I have three honorable mentions. Uh, my first honorable mention was... I thought too much of a reach, so I didn't go with it, but it is the sphere from contact. Uh, the notion that, well, fans could just like kind of experience three hours while the rest of us on earth were experiencing 10 seconds. Now we're talking. Now you got like free tailgating time. You can enjoy a game while the rest of us can skip it if it's going to be really bad. But manipulation of time on that one sounds pretty good to me. If you go through the sphere of contact like Jody Foster did. I went with, of course, ever, but go for it. What'd you say? My least favorite movie ever, but glad you. Wow. Strong statement. I kind of knew. I I thought you hated it. I I, I actually really like. We'll argue about this later. (laughs) Okay. We'll argue about <laughs> what else you got? The uh, another one I had is Keir Egan's chip, a reference I know you don't know. Uh, it's oh. from uh, this is the chip from one of my favorite shows uh, and the best show of the year, Severance. Uh, but <laughs> Keir Egan's chip, the chip that allows you to that separates your work memories from your home memories. Apply Separate this to the memory. games. My my Bills memories and my rest of my life memories are completely separated from each other. That would be great. A one half of me, my innie, my billsy, is just completely immersed in the bills and I don't even have to worry about it the rest of the time. And then it's also useful for players because if something happens in their personal life, if Brittany has a fight with Josh or something, he doesn't even have to worry about it because it's not going to distract them. And then my final honorable mention was the uh, like dark night cell phone triangulation signal thing that creates uh you can hear everything everywhere through everyone's cell phone that we remember morgan freeman did and i feel oh, like the it's bills, the bills had that it was to... called the mom squad oh there you go of course yes led by morgan freeman the uh <laughs> i mean mom. i was gonna say i feel like i was gonna say i feel like the patriots did have that going on something similar so we're not too far off on that one. It's yeah, really. No, I, feel, I feel like that's the mom squad. You know, hearing okay. everything everywhere. But that's true. You can't avoid mom. Mom knows. Anytime you can mention mom squad, you, you have to when it comes to Bill's history. So, listeners, those are our movie slash TV props that we think would fit really well in a sports setting. Uh, we'll put the list on Twitter and give us your thoughts as well. But, Tony, we got, we got some Bill's talk to get into. Are you ready to let Marv take it away? I give Marv permission to do his thing. Give him your voice. <laughs> uh, we will be back after the break with our reaction to the schedule. Marv, take it away. Go, go. Bills fight 
Bills go. Come on, let's win for Buffalo. And we are back, Tony. We knew the Bills opponents. We knew who they were playing. Now we know when and where the Bills will be playing. The schedule was released just about an hour and a half ago. So these are our instant reactions. Off the bat, what do you think uh, about the schedule? What what stands out to you? What are your first impressions? My first, well, obviously, I mean, I think that you cannot dismiss you cannot look past the primetime lineup that is occurring i mean as predicted um and as predicted we are kicking off the season for the league and for the world so a lot of people might be hyping up some of these other games like the kansas city game as a revenge game to me the revenge game is right away as i alluded to in the song at the beginning of the show the kickoff of the season is the revenge game because it's the alternate reality of what would have happened had things gone had things uh gone a, a certain different way so i i definitely i would say i look forward to that the excitement of kicking off the season for the league and then my my overall other impression of the schedule is that every scenario that could have been a fan's nightmare didn't really happen. Like, okay, we're away on Christmas Eve, so we don't have to worry about that. Right. A lot of people would like that. For me, a lot of people would be like, well, or Christmas Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I'm like, great, we avoided Christmas Day. We're away on Christmas Eve. The there was there was a couple other ones. Like, we, you know, we get a Thanksgiving game, but we're away. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure we would have been, but you know, every m- most of our most of the games that could have been massive in conveniences are either away or not happening. So overall, pretty solid schedule. I kind of, I kind of like, I I should say, I don't know that I like the concentration of home games late, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's, I think there's a lot to look at with the schedule. It kind of depends on what you're looking for in a schedule. Some people are looking for the way it breaks down. Some people are looking for a a earlier late bye week. Some people are looking for their travel, travel opportunities. Some people are just looking for prime time games. Uh, so they know when to take off, you know, I, I'm not concerned about any of those. I'm, I'm looking at a solid schedule with some points of excitement, but one that's going to be fair to give a holistic, to give a holistic sample of the best team in the league, showing that they're the best team in the league. I think those are all good points. I mean, my question to you is, and I'm going to bring up what I referenced in our opening segment, Mean Girls, are the Bills fetch? Like, are they cool? Are they desirable? All these old time games. I would say you need to stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> and I would say... But- I would say there's no better evidence to it is that I, to me, we have the two highest profile regular season games. The bills got them both. Right. To me, the two, like I think of the high profile regular season games is the season kickoff, which we have mm-hmm. against the Rams and a Thanksgiving game are the, are the, I think the next highest profile games, but I would argue like, to me, this is probably a, a personal thing, but to me, when I think of Thanksgiving games, the first thought that goes through my mind is Detroit. Like to me, that's the, for some reason, like, yeah, like for some reason I associate Detroit with the Thanksgiving game and then everything else is like, Oh yeah. The Cowboys also play on Thanksgiving. All right. Maybe that's because we're like, you know, in an AFC town and stuff, but I think about that. And now we got Detroit on Thanksgiving. We have the kickoff to me. Those are the two, the two highest profile games. And I think Detroit is also maybe in my house, the one that we watch the closest as we're waiting for food to be cooked. And then right. by the time Dallas is on, it's like, all right, well, we also have other activities happening by now. Um, trip so fans kicking in. Yeah. Yeah. The tri- yes, exactly. Trip to fans <laughs> kicking in. More heavy gravy, Matt. <laughs> you don't I, I need glasses thinking, you're weak <laughs> i'm just looking at the schedule obviously six primetime games and if you want to include christmas eve because that's a saturday game like seven actually so bills are super hot i, I mentioned it on the buffalo blitz podcast i mean everybody wants to see them they have a mega star on the field and josh allen who's become a pseudo celebrity off the field now you know he's at f1 he's at nba playoffs he's at the masters the guy's just everywhere he's in the match coming up he's gonna say he's in the match yep he's quickly becoming the face of the nfl and that's um, a big statement you don't think so oh i kind of do think i think with this i think with this schedule they clearly want to not only showcase the bills but they want to showcase josh allen yeah oh yeah i no i think so too i think he's 
one of the faces of the league and is becoming that. I think that there's an, a job opening for that because I think that they wanted this originally to be Baker Mayfield. They kind of thought that like that's how it would go. And yet right. here we are. And I would say that there's also job openings in the sense that they like Mahomes in that position, but Mahomes is a polarizing a figure. To him. <laughs> right, exactly. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah. He's a yes. bit of a polarizing figure because, you know, the NFL doesn't necessarily want to hype up like Firefest and stuff like right. that. Whereas Josh maybe lends himself a little bit more to those ideals. And his brother, and then, Josh's brother's not dancing yeah. on memorial numbers right. or not, not yet nice. wait till camp <laughs> wait till camp opens and that kid gets to rochester who knows how, the way he's going to get unhinged aaron Rodgers was also once a face and he's crazy now so sure it could, um, you know, he's he's out breaking down the, the schedule you know week by week here looking at the first quarter of the season first four games obviously kicking off the season thursday night football at la i just looking at this game through a individual lens here I kind of like that they're just starting on the West Coast, getting that travel out of the way. They're not jumping from East Coast to West Coast and back and forth. And this is their only West Coast game. So just get it out of the way. You can go out there a week early, prepare, get get the jet lag out of the way. I also kind of like the Super Bowl hangover thing. I think I don't I think typically a lot of teams experience Super Bowl hangover, especially week one. So I, I'm not mad at playing the defending Super Bowl champs when they're getting their rings and all this hoopla and everything. Like I kind of like that spot for the Bills. They they play the underdog role well. Focus isn't gonna be on them. It's gonna be on LA because they are the Super Bowl winners and all the festivities that go along with that. So I kind of like getting that game out of the way week one what do you think i agree why i don't like it getting out of the way is that you know it's the first week of school now i gotta stay up late and it seems like a whole thing but other than that i'm really kind of happy that we are the the first thing that you said is the most important to me that there's the flexibility of when we get there and how we get there it's not like we're coming off a game and then all of a sudden we just have to fly across the country but we can really hone in and prepare and, and i like that and especially i like it because it, it in a sense it's a bit of a homecoming and like it's still summer it's still in that season because how many of our players do so much offseason training in southern california anyway it's it's a well done transition into the league of being sort of like in the back and forth between coming here and training here and our facilities training in southern california this is just another one of those but back and forth trips like no problem whatsoever tough game though week two home opener monday night football one of two monday night games that week i, I like the double monday night games nfl should i think do that every week but 715 start monday night football at the ralph uh somebody called george wilson because the bills are back on monday night football against tennessee who typically opponent that they're close games they've always been close games whether it's a duke williams last second touchdown whether it's derrick henry running for two ridiculous touchdowns they're always close and josh slipping they're always close so looking forward to that one i don't think tennessee's is going to be as good this year as they were last year obviously losing aj brown ryan Tannehill kind of feel like gets exposed a little more every year the defense is still pretty formidable so the offensive line's got to step up, but a, a tough matchup. I mean, Tennessee's playoff team, they had coach of the year in Vrabel last year. They have Derrick Henry, of course, who is, is a monster. So it's not going to be an easy matchup, but that's that's going to be the hypest crap ever. <laughs> Monday Night Football <laughs> home opener. When's the last time we had Monday Night Football home over? I don't know if we ever had. Not that I can remember, at least. Yeah, I don't remember that. I can remember a couple of Thursdays, but a Monday, oof. That's going to be like great. It's going to be something. Like it's going to be something. Home yeah. is always like a Sunday at one. And for the longest time, especially during the drought years, like it was always like, what was us? Because the NFL would never give the Bills a home, a home Monday night playoff game. I don't want a Monday night playoff game or Monday night football game. So now that we have two on the schedule and five more primetime games past that, it's just how far we've come. <laughs> From there, week three, we're at Miami, which is fine. That's Josh's home away from home. He owns the Dolphins. Uh, we all know that. So I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about the addition of Tyree Kill. I don't, I'm not worried because Miami's putting out, they're, they're trying so hard to make Tua and Tyree Kill a thing. And they just put out like really bad clips of, you know, yes. a five yard out, out route that Tua throws behind them or a deep route that Tua underthrows Hill on. <laughs> like, like, you're not doing yourselves any favors here, Miami, by putting out these clips. So not scared of them whatsoever. Are you? No. 
I'm not worried about that Miami game. I, I'm just hoping it's not our first win. I'm hoping it, but I'm already penciling it in like it's a win. I'm just hoping it's not the first. All right. But yeah, I feel good about that game. I like that we're heading down there early. The weather will be fair in both places. I like it. Yeah, we're getting like the, what was Miami last year? Like one in seven in the first half of the season, and then they just rattled off. Like they right, seven that has one been, second an, that has been a over the past couple of years. That's a trend, yeah. <laughs> but they be on new regime in there now, so I I don't anticipate that trend staying. Right. So again, still not worried. When week four we go down to Baltimore at Baltimore, so that's L.A., Tennessee, Miami, Baltimore. That's that's a pretty front loaded set of opponents there. Those aren't easy by any means. Miami, I penciled it as a win. I mean, Baltimore is probably going to rebound if they get their running game back. I still don't think they have a very good passing game and they just lost Hollywood Brown, but it's it's going to be a tough matchup. Lamar is obviously dynamic. So just the first four games here, Tony, what are you, what are you thinking? Like, I'm looking at like, this is like Tony picks the bills. What, what are you looking at here? Two and two? What I'm looking at is ha- that... Would you be happy with two and two? No. What I would be <laughs> looking at is... Uh, I'm looking at the first four games as being a test specifically for this revamped defensive line that we've that we've put together here. Some new additions, betting on Tim Settle, I think, to emerge. The return of... Yeah, the return of Shaq and Jordan, which I'm excited Miami. about. I was thinking about that today. I'm like, like that's Miami a lot of fun. To, right? Yeah, right. Miami. But I mean, specifically in terms of Tennessee and Baltimore, whereas we're going to find out now of a team like us who has traditionally been kind of hit or miss against major running teams. And that, you know, especially Derrick Henry. Now we yeah. have a, a true test against the against Derrick Henry and a running back. We have a true test against a team that, is since Lamar got there been very high in the rankings of running teams because of largely because of Lamar and because of you know their their running backs and their systems and Greg Roman right uh so the onus kind of falls on this new defensive line that we have and I like that we're gonna see they're gonna see their greatest tests early uh in these first four games and I like it because if they fail the test then we're just gonna be like okay well there's a super long season left and we're probably gonna win the last eight games anyway so no one's gonna be worried about it you know like they'll figure right. it out so and we, like and we didn't I mention like, week one von miller returning to la right off the bat That's well, pretty fun. of course well yeah i mean there's a revenge game everything's a revenge game in this in this one we got those ones you mentioned and i can't think any more of anymore but we <laughs> but uh oh uh duke johnson's revenge game in miami he's not gonna make it oh, there you go but <laughs> we got trubisky in week five we got trubisky's revenge game in week five probably not gonna start but <laughs> But I like that. I like I like seeing uh, Pittsburgh in week five also. I feel like Pittsburgh yeah. is a pretty good rivalry, pretty good tradition happening here. Well, actually, what I don't like about the Pittsburgh game, come to think of it. So the 10th of October is Columbus Day and or Indigenous Peoples Day. So a three-day, but what I'm saying is a three-day weekend, the Pittsburgh game. So there's gonna, so the Pittsburghers, Pittsburghites, Pittsburgh, the, Pit, the Pitsies? Pittsburghans. Yeah, Pittsburgh, Pittsburghans. <laughs> San Diegans. The, uh, the steel workers on their three-day weekend will be very eager to come up here to Buffalo. So that's one aspect that I'm kind of not looking forward to. It's always a heavy a lot of terrible Steelers presence. And it's, an, yeah, and it's annoying as it is. But this right. time around, it's going to be real bad with a three-day right. weekend in there. Steelers fans are the most Gross. annoying fans in the <laughs> Oh, hard disagree. Jets fans are the worst. Really? When I was at Ohio State, I want, like, Steelers fans were the worst. When I go to the local Buffalo Wild Wings and watch games, and you know, there's a couple fans from everywhere, a lot of fans from Cleveland and Cincinnati, but there, there was, a, say, the third most prominent fan base was Pittsburgh fans, and they were easily the most annoying people at that Buffalo Wild Wings every single week. I cannot believe what I'm learning about you tonight. You have all of Columbus at your disposal, and you went to Buffalo <laughs> Wild Wings to check out this, these games. That's the, that's really the only oh man uh, in terms of walking distance and what had the NFL Sunday ticket that would play the Bills games. That was the that was the go-to choice. I I didn't want to choose it, but the local bars were playing the Browns or the Bengals, whatever the local CBS or Fox game was. So I didn't really have a lot of choices, unfortunately, Tony, to watch Bills games or where to watch Bills games at. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sacrifices, looking at sacrifices quick, were made. <laughs> 
quick Google search has me saying that the Central Ohio Bills backers bar is Spoons Pub and Patio. Not near Ohio State. <laughs> I don't know. I think you blew it. I think you blew <laughs> it. Heard of that? Probably this is time. not near Ohio State. This is yeah, way no, up there. I told you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I know. I know my Columbus geography pretty well. This is not near campus. What was the Columbus bar you? I, did, I never were would. big fans of. You're thinking of. Uh, cantina oh cantina yes that's right we love cantina shout out cantina we love cantina what up cantina most people we love all cantinas taco bell we love all cantinas yeah (laughs) that's a fact that's That's where it's at we digress pittsburgh week five kansas city the revenge game at kansas city of course week six and then the bye week to round out for seven weeks i mean again like i mentioned pretty front-loaded after the bye week in week eight you get green bay so your first eight weeks there, you're getting the Super Bowl champs, number one seed in Tennessee, AFC number one seed. You're getting a borderline playoff team in the Dolphins. You're getting a formidable opponent year after year in Baltimore, who was getting their running game back, which is their bread and butter. Um, you're getting a Steelers team that is constantly in the playoff hunt, made the playoffs last year. And then the AFC champs, the Kansas City Chiefs. And then Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers the week after the bye week. So those first eight weeks, they're looking really tough. Definitely the first half of this schedule feels like the tougher half. I think if you come out of those first seven games with a four and three record, I, I'm okay with. I'm not happy with it. I'm okay with it. Five and two, I think, is is ideal. That, that's kind of where my head's at after these first eight weeks, seven games here. I would say that too. I don't know if you're looking at the same graphic that I'm looking at of like the two columns on this schedule. Yes. I mean, I'm looking at the second column from Minnesota in week 11 down to the Patriots in New week England. 18. I'm like, well, yeah, New England in week 18. And I'm just like, wow, well, that right column, we're winning all those games. That's, right. <laughs> that's clear as day, you know, that we're winning all those games. So, right. uh, so yes, I mean, if I can bank on one, two, three, if I can bank on the last eight games, then I mean, I only, I only have to win a few <laughs> in the beginning of the year, but that's fine because I also largely think that they're tougher opponents in the beginning of the year. They're front loaded, but we're their toughest opponent. So right. uh, most of those games, you know, are going to, are going to be able to go either way. Yeah. And I get a little worried. And- get a little worried if the, if the slugfest games are happening in the beginning, like the wear and tear affected them in the second half of the season because yeah. you're right that that right side final whatever eight games or so one two three one two three yeah oh nine nine games doesn't does i mean other than the Bengals at, at cincy week 17 week 17 right uh um, yeah you know yeah but you know by that it, time in the season we're always cruising on momentum and no one touches us right right That's how it we're, was, we're, you know, yeah. we're in cruise control at the end of the year especially when yeah, you had ryan Bates in the lineup right <laughs> right so starting with the the Vikings, even even the Jets after Green Bay in, in Week Eight, Vikings aren't tough. The Browns are. Who knows? The, the Browns are the huge wild card. Is Deshaun Watson going to be suspended? What's their quarterback situation going to be like? I think that's a, a pretty good team on paper. It all depends on the quarterback, though. Detroit should be an easy win. Still, don't think the Patriots are that good, and I don't think. Mac is going to progress enough in year two to to really challenge this Bills roster. Then you got the Jets again, Dolphins, Bears should be an easy win. Uh, Bengals and Patriots. I mean, you're you're looking at at least, I would say, seven and two out of those nine games. And if you're counting the Jets, Mm -hmm. those 10 games, eight and two. So. I mean, you you have to you have to really come out of the gates firing here because the front half is much tougher than the second half. So yeah, I think it's a tough schedule in all, but I think it's going to be like like you said that final month. It seems like the Bills and under McDermott and in this Josh Allen era seem to be on cruise control a lot going into the final month of the season or through the final month of the season. So it's going to be that first month, first six weeks. I think that are going to really set the stage for how the season's going to play out. I, w- I would say it's not even going to set the stage. What I think is kind of a shame about this is because, I mean, we're going into this season with a new offensive coordinator and a basically new system that borrows that only borrows from the old system. We're going into this with our top corner, a rookie, assuming Trey is not back. Right. We're going into this with certain positions revamped we're going in here with a new uh, offensive line scheme. We're going in here with some coaches being shifted around. I think that there's a lot that I'm kind of like wondering about, worried about at the beginning of the year of us finding finding our way, finding how the wheels fit the track and figuring that out. And to figure that out against 
a team is seeing Baltimore and Kansas City. Yeah. Assuming Trey is not back, where our number one corner and defender is going to be a rookie and might be end up matched with the likes of Cooper Cup and might be end up then matched up with possibly Tyreek Hill. I mean, this is going to, there's definitely going to be some growing pains. There's definitely going to be some welcome to the season. Some humbling moments probably are going to happen for the Bills. All that matters is we sneak out of these things with wins, but we'll, we'll, we'll certainly be earning, earning our way into that week seven buy. Normally I don't like a buy that this, that is this early, but this buy this early might be necessary after this initial lineup and the circumstance that we're starting the season with, because this is probably the least amount of consistency that we've seen in the McDermott era. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking for, I'm, I'm looking to see how we enter the season. And it's not like we have any easy opponents that we'll be able to find our footing uh, so easily. That's kind of my only concern. I'm not that concerned about it because I'm also looking at the column on the right, knowing we're going to win our last 10 games. So it's whatever. We're probably going to be 15 and two and no one's worried about it. So, you know, what are we talking about here? (laughs) What are we doing here? But I mean, if they do experience growing pains, which they very well could, new coaching staff, you know, new personnel on the field, there's a chemistry factor new schemes whatever you know it, it might get a little ugly <laughs> that first month or so while while they sort things out or figure things out because i mean these are opponents that can expose those weaknesses or expose those you know kind of learning times if you will so i kind of think, think back to like what, what was the game last year when you know micah hyatt and jordan Poyer kind of went off on some of the media post game was it the the tennessee game oh yeah like we we could get into Ooh. that kind of stuff early because I mean, what's the one thing this year? I think more than anything, it's been building and it's been building, and that's the preseason hype of this Bills team. Now Vegas even has them as Super Bowl favorites in terms of odds. You know, the hype's been real in the past, but I just feel like every year as Josh gets better, the hype kind of correlates with it in terms of this is the year the Bills are going to take it. So if those first four weeks don't go swimmingly or according to plan or how we picture it, we'll we'll see. We'll see if the if the pressure gets to them, and it'll it'll be interesting to see how they react if if they like. Like I said, if they go two and two that first four weeks, will, will they buckle? Will they, will they, you start to see some cracks in the chemistry and their, their I don't want to say their psyche, but you know, kind of their, their armor, if you will, uh, of being one of the top teams in the NFL. I, I always I worry about, I always worry about the hype, like, because I'm right. like a Bills fan and I've had the history of the team, like it, the hype scares the living bejesus out of me. Like there, cause I, I, I never want to believe they can live it live up to the hype. And it's it scares me. I, I know this team's really good. I know they have a superstar quarterback. I know on paper they have you know one of the best rosters in the NFL, but it's just something like mental in me as a fan that's like, man, it's it's too much. It's too much hype. <laughs> scares me. I concur completely. I mean, that's the way we were raised by yeah. by no by no fault of anyone doing it purposely, but just the circumstances that we were raised on. Of course, we're going to think that way. That's how it goes. I'm afraid of hype too. I, I don't need it because I know really when I think about the hype, I'm just thinking like, yeah, any given Sunday. I mean, I, I definitely fear the hype surrounding the very first game because I think that's the toughest opponent that we're right. looking at for for a while, maybe until Kansas City, probably. And, and probably tougher than Kansas City. That might be the toughest opponent all year, actually. Uh, so to start off on our high of kicking off the season for the league in the spotlight, all this hype over summer, and then we could easily go into L.A. and fall flat. Yeah, that could happen, but it might even be, you know, that might be a defining game. That might be an Arizona game early, whereas that's yeah. the, that's an opportunity for us to look at ourselves and, and get humble so we can get hungry. like it. Way to be cliche with it. What's the new catchphrase this yeah, year? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Wonder what what McDermott will come up with this year. I don't think humble and hungry is. Oh, I think it's always going to be can, humble and hungry. Can you roll it? I don't know. Two years in a row. I don't know. Uh, Tony, <laughs> why uh, not? Quick, quick uh, record prediction. What what are you looking at here? I'm um, looking at twelve and five. Yeah, that's right where I was. Twelve and five. Um, yeah, I, I just I, they're they're definitely an eleven twelve one team. I I don't think any less. Uh, they could be more, but that seems to be the sweet spot. There's so much parity, especially in the AFC now, with all these what what people claim to be mega stars coming in, Devontae Adams, Khalil Mack. You know, the, the AFC has gotten so much better. 
But the Bills have also improved accordingly. So, you know, they've recognized their weaknesses this offseason. Brandon Bean has and really addressed those defensive line, cornerback depth. So I think they've done a good job of maybe being on top or towards the top and then staying there and, and doing what they can to stay there, at least on paper. So, yeah, I think 11 wins, 12 wins. I, I, I'm i right there with you. So uh, it, it's a tough schedule, schedule, especially in the front part. But, uh, you know, I think this, of course, is a really good team and obviously a Super Bowl favorite. So now it's I don't want to say it's put up or shut up time, but this it is, is the time. Like, yeah. This is the time. You're right. Like this the, is the time. That's what I always think. It was like <laughs> the window is on its way. The window is on its way down. Every right. moment we spend not accomplishing our goal, the window is continuing to close. So yeah, that's a good point. To me, that means it is put up or shut up time. It's always put up or shut up time. Championship always. caliber, baby. Stay humble. Stay humble. Stay hungry. If they win the Super Bowl, like Gil Bellows, <laughs> uh, like Dan Heller did in second string. Don't uh, men in black neuralize me, anyone, please. <laughs> Thank you. No. Uh, is there is there a reverse? Can I just only remember that moment? Ooh, I like that. I don't know. I don't know that movie. Is that something? That Eternal Sunshine of Spa's mind? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Ooh, um, Tony, what do you what do you say we wrap it up though? Let's do it. Let's do it. Thank you as always to our sponsor, Traveling Growler, www.travelinggrowler.com. Koozies starting at just five dollars. Check out all the cool designs. Uh support them, support the podcast, support local business, travelinggrowler.com. T-shirt store, T-E-E spring.com. Search witty, not funny, all one word. Support the podcast. T-shirt starting at just $20. So check out all cool designs. We got stepbrothers design, Tecmo Bowl. We got a bunch of cool stuff that uh, you know, I think if you check it out, you'll like it. So teespring.com. Search witty not funny. Where to find the podcast? You can find the podcast, of course, as always, on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network, dropping every Sunday at built in Buffalo underscore on Twitter. But iTunes, Spotify, wherever your fine podcasts are listened to for free, you can find us by searching witty not funny, all one word as well. If you like us subscribe, leave us a review, give us a like. We always like to say whether you give us two minutes or two hours of your time, we greatly appreciate it. Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Check out check out everyone. Check out everyone in the Built in Buffalo family, giving you great stuff every single day. Twitter handles, Tony, where can listeners find you? At Tony Ambrose, Twitter, go. See you there. See you there. The, you can find Twitter on the internet.com, of course. Yes. <laughs> you can find the podcast at Woody Sports 716 on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok on pinata farm also facebook page check us out there as well as well as the built in buffalo facebook page and everywhere you can find built in buffalo you can find us at woody sports 716 at built in buffalo again once again tony that's all i got other than send off for the listeners what are your wise words this week for witty nation what else stay, stay humble stay hungry stay humble stay hungry tough schedule but the bills are capable the bills are they're a good team now they just have to Put up or shut up. I think that should be the the get the humble and hungry out of there. Put up or shut up time. I think that's yeah. No more that, excuses. That should be the, no more excuses. <laughs> Stop uh, working. The, just play. Just do it right or be a failure. Shut up. <laughs> Put up or shut up. There you go. Perfect. I like it. Um, as I always say, as I always say, uh, go Bills, and of course, stay ready out there, everyone. Thanks for listening. Peace. Bye. Bye. Marshawn is a fresh of breath air. He just loves chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love each and most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? It, it, it kind of looks like a football, actually. Thank you for that. Stitching, you got it. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, stay focused. Um, work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It builds a bomb. It builds a bomb. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network.